0: Is business law for everyone where i bring you answers to some of the most commonly asked questions from clients my name is zach schick and i'm a practicing attorney in the state of oregon now with every good attorney comes a good disclaimer this is not direct legal advice to your specific and unique situation and i'm not your attorney laws and rules change over time and vary by jurisdiction my goal is to give access to information that people do not have the resources or time to get otherwise with that let's get into the episode Okay, last time we learned a little bit about limited liability companies or LLCs. This time we're going to actually get into a little bit on how to get your LLC started. A little preamble, this will be slightly different state by state, but generally it's about the same. And with a little bit digging into, you'll you'll see that um, there is not too much difference. All right, well, let's start with another example of something I, I typically see and, and hear from people. You just want to set up a single member, or limited liability company and you go online and you see ads that it's free or it costs $100 or just filing fees, but you want a little bit of advice. so You go into a law office, you talk to an attorney and you get a quote for $1,000 a minimum to set this up. And you're thinking, what gives? I could do this online for free or for just filing fees. And you're telling me it's going to cost $1,000? What's the difference? Why is it so expensive? Well, it really depends, as with everything uh, in this line of work, where, sure, if you give me a business name, address, who the owners are, I can register your LLC in 10 minutes. Easy. Finally, fees here are $100. Okay, so is that it? At the most basic level, it could be. But let's get into some of the details so you can decide for yourself. The first thing that any LLC needs and what actually registers your LLC with the state are what are known as articles of organization. Think of articles as your LLC's constitution. They are the main governing document of your company. They can contain much more than this, but at a minimum, they normally contain the LLC's name, the business address, name and addresses of the owners and registered agent, whether the company will be member or manager managed, the date the LLC will dissolve or if it will be perpetual, and certain other contact information. Very basic, simple. You can find this form on your state's website and fill it in accordingly. Boom, you have a registered LLC. So are you done? Is this it? Well, I hope you continue. As we talked about in the last episode, one of the main benefits of an LLC is the liability protection. To maintain your liability protection, you have to treat it as a business. And one of the basic beginning steps is opening a business bank account so you can keep your business accounts separate from your personal accounts. Now, banks normally require a little more information than just the Articles of Organization. They want to see a Taxpayer Identification Number, often called an EIN, which stands for Employer Identification Number, and an Operating Agreement. The EIN is a separate tax ID number that you get from the IRS. I know I said in the other episode that LLCs are not taxed, so why does it need a taxpayer ID? Well, just because the entity does not pay tax directly, it still generally files a tax return. going into too much detail here there are very simple situations where you do not need a separate ein still even if that's the case a bank is still probably going to want one so at the end of the day you're most likely going to need one it's easy to file the form it's form ss4 or you could just go on irs's website and do it electronically now i mentioned the operating agreement earlier If the articles are like your LLC's constitution, then the operating agreement are its governing laws or rules. The operating agreement says how everything else works from income apportionment, voting to dissolution. Many of you with LLCs out there are probably thinking, oh, crap, I don't have one. I get this all the time where people are running companies without any documentation. What does that mean? Well, there's good news and bad news. The good news is that your state likely has default rules for all those things. So if you don't state otherwise in an operating agreement, it is stated for you. The bad news is that you may not like what the default is. Additionally, it is one more nail in the coffin against you in a piercing the corporate veil case where you are not really treating your LLC like a true business. Okay. That was a lot so far, so I just want to give a quick recap completed your articles of organization, you filed them with the state, you completed and filed form SS4 with the IRS or or did the electronic version and got your EIN number, and you made an operating agreement. Or more more likely and recommended, you had someone prepare an operating agreement for you. Now with those, you can open your business bank account. With that, I want to go over one more thing in setting up your LLC, and that is funding it. Have you ever heard of a shell company? This term can mean many different things, but one meaning is forming a business with no assets. It is a shell of a company with nothing inside. With any business, you must make an initial contribution in exchange for your membership interest. The contribution can be money or property. In some cases, it can be services. But the main point is that it is adequate for the type of business that you are running. So if you were starting a large taxi cab company, those are still a thing. Which, as you can imagine, has a lot of liability exposure from hiring drivers and dealing with all walks of people. And you only contribute $5,000 into the company. That is not even close to enough. But if your business is making handmade goods, we are getting closer. The rental property LLC that I will probably keep coming back to because it is so common and many folks can relate to it. The owners often contribute the rental home to the llc in exchange for their membership interest in that case the llc now owns a home and the contributors now own a percentage membership interest of the llc if it's just you and your spouse you own a home you put it into llc the llc has the home the two of you now have a hundred percent membership interest of this company overall setting up and registering an llc is relatively simple Where things start to get complicated is when multiple owners are in the picture. I would say many folks can get by in setting up their own single member LLC with maybe some guidance, you know, to avoid certain pitfalls. But no one should enter into a partnership or multi owner situation without getting legal advice. With that, the partnership agreement, that's going to be a whole separate episode on things to look out for there.